Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today we're going to pick up our study in Acts chapter number 2, verse number 5. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, notice that this verse tells us that those who were present at this event, this day, were Jews. These Jews were men who had come out of every nation under heaven to Jerusalem for the mandatory feast days. Now, I emphasize that because many read that and they just assume that these are Gentiles and Jews. If you read the text, it says there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, comma, devout men, comma, out of every nation under heaven. Now, these Jews were men who had come out of every nation under heaven to Jerusalem for the three mandatory feast days. Now, these include, included Passover. It included Pentecost, or what's called weeks, and included tabernacles, or what's called booths. And at this point, we need to remember that the Jews had been scattered to the nations as a result of the diaspora or the dispersion after the fall of the northern kingdom in 723 B.C. So when it says these Jews were, were in Jerusalem, it means that they were coming back from these places from which they were scattered in order to celebrate these feast days. Now, there was also no doubt that there was some expectation in regards to Messianic prophecies. And these were probably fueled by the wise men who had come previously. Um, possibly Simeon's statement in Luke chapter 2. You remember in Luke chapter number 2 and uh, let's see, verse number 25. Um, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him into his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mar mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And then Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So, obviously, there was a buzz about who Jesus was. And maybe a study in regards to Daniel's prophecies. In Daniel 9, 24 through 27, it foretold of the Messiah. 
when Daniel said, when Daniel was told, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins and make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and to anoint the most holy. And then go on. He goes on in Daniel 9.25 and says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks, three score and two weeks. And we know 483 years later, after Daniel was given this prophecy, it was fulfilled. Jesus came and he was now walking the streets of Jerusalem. So no, no doubt, Jerusalem was a buzz. There was a lot of people there. And then in verse number six, now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and they marveled, saying to one another, behold, are not these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? And again, they began to list where these Jews were coming from Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And immediately, what, what happened was noised abroad and all of these people, all these Jews that were in Jerusalem for the holy days, they began to converge upon this. And bear in mind, when it says noised abroad, it had, the term has nothing to do with the modern sense of abroad. It, it's the sense that there was a rumor in regards to what was going on. In other words, Something about what was going on was different. Something about what was going on was special. Something about what was going on was connected to everything that was happening, the expectation that was in the air. I think we sometimes run past that verse and we really don't get the sense of excitement that's happening in Jerusalem at this time. And then notice the multitude in verse 6. This is referring to Jews that were just mentioned in verse 5. They're amazed and they marvel because of all, all those filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. They were Galileans. But each of them was hearing in their own native tongue wherein they were born. These Parthians and these Medes and these Elamites that were Jews that were born outside of Israel, born in another tongue, now they're back in Jerusalem and they're hearing in their own tongue in which they were born. And remember, these Jews were from all over the known world. And they were in Jerusalem for these feasts. Notice that everyone present for the event were Jewish, either naturally born or proselytes. In other words, this was not a Gentile event. We get in trouble when we start saying things like we need to go back to Pentecost. Pentecost was a Jewish event. It was the fulfillment, as we'll see, of Joel chapter 2, verse number 28. Which brings us to verse number 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, bear man Matthias had already taken 
Judas's place, he lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all, the, all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you. Now, who's he addressing here? He's talking to ye men of Judea and all ye that are dwelling in Jerusalem. Be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing as but the third hour of the day. Now, at this point, Peter, being the designated spokesman for the group, as appointed by Christ himself. You remember in Matthew chapter 16, verse number 17. And Jesus answered and said to them, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind shall be bound on earth, and whatever you loose shall be loosed in heaven. So Peter is the designated spoke spokesman. He has the keys to the kingdom. And unfortunately today, the Roman church has totally got this wrong. But let me tell you something. Protestants, they ain't much better. They've got it wrong too. Peter is about to legitimately offer the kingdom, just like Jesus said he was in Matthew chapter number 16, to the nation of Israel, not to the Gentiles, not the body of Christ. There was no body of Christ. This is the kingdom church. These are those who had accepted the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom, which was repent for the kingdom of heaven. Repent and be baptized for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And now he's about to present that kingdom gospel one more time. Now that Christ has fulfilled his crucifixion so that the sins committed under the Old Testament could be remitted. Now he is about to offer them the new covenant. And of course, we know what's going to happen. And notice that who he's addressing, he's addressing the Jews that had assembled in Jerusalem and had just witnessed the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And his first concern was to refute the mockers who had assumed that the event had occurred because of drunkenness.